Hello and welcome to the movie podcast review of episode one and two of Mythic Quest season three. My name is Shabazz and of course I'm joined by my fellow gamers, Daniel and Anthony. Daniel, bonjour mes amis, how are you today? Oh, hello. You're speaking to me because you know that I am a Montreal game developer. Yes, 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 it. yes. You got no, it. No, I'm not. I am not a Montreal game developer. I am in Toronto. Um, I am love playing games, but I do not know how to code. So not me. Thank you for that explanation there. Anthony, You're how welcome. are you today? Well, I don't get the French bonjour. Huh? I just get the. I don't want to. I don't want to confuse you. Go, go fuck yourself, Anthony. Oh, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I, that, I'm glad that you found the subtext of what I was trying to say. Pretty much. Uh, but yeah, Anthony, you horrible, horrible person. Uh, how are you doing today? You know, I'm excited to talk about Mythic Quest. It's been a long time. I think I don't I don't think I was part of the season two review because I didn't watch it. But here I am back with a vengeance for season three. And uh, I'm super excited to, to kind of get into it and kind of talk about this world that, uh, you know, Ian and Poppy have created. Absolutely. I know, you know, I think our season two review of Mythic Quest was one of our most popular episodes. And uh, they said that, thank God, Anthony's not on there. So I'm curious how this no. one's going to do. Because no. now that you're on this episode, it can only go downhill, I believe. Every the- episode I'm in goes uphill. It's just the way it is, man. <laughs> it goes up, so it struggles, you're saying? <laughs> no, it, it, it's uphill with a, with a with a with a with a horsepower that's very fast. Oh, that's uh, all right. Well, you know that's what? Good. I'm going to kick it over to the meat and potatoes of what our show is all about. Uh, I, well, it's not really meat and potatoes. I, there wasn't even a gaming reference that I could have used. But let me get to the let me get to the opening dialogues of our game here. As always, you can catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every single Monday, and watch out throughout the week for our review episodes on all the latest movies and series. And of course, we're dropping interviews like they're hot. We just have interviews coming out of nowhere. We're interviewing people that we've never even heard of before. And and people from this show. And people from the show, which, yes, we're going to get into. And because we're so excited about it, you can always follow us on the Movie Pod, at the Movie Podcast, sorry, on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Letterboxd, and more. We're having some great contests and great giveaways on there, too. So if you happen to live in Canada, you may want to check out some of the cool contest to see movies early we're having because like daniel said before don't be a jabroni watch movies early because it's the coolest thing you can possibly do and if you can leave us a review on apple Podcasts and spotify leave us five stars leave us a comment we love reading them out as well we want to hear what you think about the show uh as well and you can join our discord and talk to us constantly uh message us in the middle of the night you want to name one of our one of your kids after us that's a great place to get our approval um discord we're also having our question of the week drop in there we had recently uh what was your favorite video game of this year drop which i think goes well with this and also with God of War Ragnarok, which just recently came out on the PS5. And of course, you can write into hello at the moviepodcast.ca and tell us all those things and more. The show notes below contain all of what I said there, just in case you forgot and you don't have the ability to rewind. Um, do even people say rewind anymore, or do they just say go back? 
go back, jump ahead. No, yeah. we use rewind. I don't, I don't know. We, we always we, have. We do like our rewinds of the year every year. Like, you know, like it's a common. When's the last time we called them rewinds? We though? haven't called it a rewind in many years, Anthony. Yeah. Yeah. Well, many moons. I'm living yeah, in the future. So I'm telling you. Yeah, it's season one. Re- again. Rewind's coming back, guys. Rewind's, rewind's coming, coming back. back. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, do you want to hit us with some announcements about our show, please? Yeah, I'd love to. You know, like as as you were mentioning, we've had some incredible special guests joining us this week. We got to speak to uh, Lilbert Gornson and some of the cast of Wakanda Forever. Uh, we just had Charlie Hunnam on the show and some of the cast of Shantaram on there. So um, it's been really busy. And then you could also check out our Wakanda Forever interview. Uh, we have our review of the menu out as well, too, which um, we haven't watched yet. But by the time you're listening to this review... We would have watched, so I'm very excited to see that. It's one that we, I know all of us were very, uh, we're hoping to catch at TIFF, but just the way our schedules were with TIFF this year is really busy that we weren't able to get it in, but uh, definitely excited about that. And then, of course, like we alluded to just a few moments ago, the cast of this very show joined us on the movie podcast to talk all about it. So stay tuned for those interviews next week. And we're talking to everyone. We are literally talking to David Hornsby, Charlotte Nickdow, uh, Amani Hakim, Danny Pudi, Ashley Birch, Jesse Ennis, and Naomi Ekepergen. Uh, so, like, we have the entire cast of the show joining us. The only one who did not join us, Rob McElhaney, wasn't available. He wasn't there. So, yeah. maybe Damn it, one Rob. day. Damn it. Damn it, Rob. But no, we, we had a great time. So, thank you to our friends at Apple TV Plus for making that happen for us. Yes, huge shout out to Apple TV Plus for you know being such great friends to the show and and providing us this season to watch and also having the chance to talk to these people. Season three of Mythic Quest will premiere with the first two episodes on Friday, November 11th, followed by one new episode weekly through January 6, 2023. And of course, this show is co-created by Rob McElhenney, Charlie Day, and Megan Gans of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. We've already spoken about who the cast of the show is, and also you will be able to see them in our interviews. So, Daniel, if you want to get to the synopsis of what Mythic Quest Season Trace is all about. Mythic Quest follows a group of video game developers tasked with building worlds, molding heroes, and creating legends. But the most hard-fought battles don't occur in-game. They happen in the office. In Season 3, Ian and Poppy navigate the gaming world and their partnership at newly formed Grim Pop Studios. Dana is forced to play mediator as her boss's incessant bickering, and back at Mythic Quest, David settles into his new role as the boss, where he truly finds himself in charge for the first time, with Joe returning as his assistant. More loyal and militant than ever. And Carol attempts to figure out where she fits in after a new promotion. At Berkeley, Rachel struggles to balance her morals with capitalism, while a post-prison Brad tries to return to a society as a reformed man. So that's kind of a little recap of everything that we're looking to see going in to these first two episodes of Mythic Quest Season 3. Thank you so much for that, Daniel. Anthony, can you give us your first reactions to Episode 1 and 2 of Mythic Quest Season 3? Episode 1, titled Across the Universe, and Episode 2, titled partners well i'm gonna actually go back a little bit and kind of dive into a little review of of season two because i didn't watch it with you guys and i kind of binge watched all season two and a bit of season three so um really enjoyed season two love the flashbacks love how it ended on this like endearing moment between poppy and ian and having them kind of venture off on their own from this mythic quest world and building their own video game brad going to jail because he you know street credit that's 
amazing. It just works so well. Um, and every and all the characters, David and 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 such, they 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 all did a fantastic job with that season. I think that's one of my favorite seasons out of the the three. I, I actually go in order one, two, and three. That's kind of how they played. But I really liked the flashback moment of um, of uh, Longbottom's character in the the episode right after that. I thought it was a great show. It's a show that really does a fantastic job of being really funny, but then turning that funniness into seriousness. And you get a lot of that in season three. You get a lot of those moments where you're laughing and then all of a sudden it just, boom, this is a serious moment. And I love, I think that's unique about this show that you don't get in a lot of other shows out there or comedic series. It's, a, it's sometimes you're, you're laughing and all of a sudden you're like, oh, am I supposed to laugh at this? They really dive into a lot of you know, the political correctness of things that are happening in the world, they play on that as well. But then, you know, those serious moments become really serious. But I am digging the first two episodes of this series. Uh, Ian and Poppy, they're dying. Ian and Poppy, their dynamic is... <laughs> they're, it's such a unique character, two characters, because one is like the candy eating, I'm always going to be living an unhealthy life. And then you have the other character who's thinking of the future and always eating healthy and how these two blend together. One's in the metaverse, one's still programming the game and trying to live up to these expectations that she's put on herself in, in Poppy's case. You know, Brad is back. Brad is a janitor now. You've seen it in the trailer. <laughs> he's just, and you know, with Brad, he's always mischievous. He's always, you know, five steps ahead. What is he going to do to get back into this world of Mythic Quest? Because he can't really, he can't be any, he can't be, he doesn't have a role because of what he did and how he kind of taking, took care of Joe, Joe's uh, issue. Um, Rachel, Dana, great. Their relationship is long distance, but they're still going at it. David, he's living the life. He's, he's now you know, head honcho, Ian's gone. So everyone kind of looks to David. He's living the best life with his Montreal counterparts and making money for this game. <laughs> I think there's right. a lot of, there's a lot of fun and rep like things that we've just know of the show that it's going to be great. Um, there are a little bit of a re repetitiveness to it because we've come out from the first two seasons and sometimes it feels like they're in this box. And I really wish they kind of get out of it being in the office. Sometimes, you know, being in an office or this world, it kind of restricts them from doing other great things. Uh, but I'm still, I'm still enjoying it. I'm still lo loving the series. It's a, probably one of the best comedy series out there. And I, I'm not one to really watch comedy series. And when I do, it really has to make me laugh. And for me, it's captured my attention throughout each and every episode. And I have to say, like, there are parts of this story that I was super surprised, especially with um, Rob uh, McElhaney and how he delivers some of his lines. Sometimes comes off really like, whoa, he could be a really good, serious actor when he's not in that comedic role. Yeah. Yeah, Rob is, Rob is definitely a 
he's a jack of all trades because we're so used to seeing him in comedies. Um, and uh, you know, his role as Ian is, is so mysterious, even though we're on the third season of it, you can never really read him. You never know which direction he's going to go. And I like that even in a, in a third season of a show, you still can't predict where his character is going to be and what he's going to say. And that's the beauty of it. I think that's the beauty of the show that it keeps you guessing no matter what. Um, yeah, you know, like you talked about episode one and how great it was in episode two as well. I, I think what really surprised me about episode one was immediately how bold of a decision it was to kind of, you know, move on from CW's character. But the way they do it is is absolutely so beautiful. But Daniel, I'd love to hear your first reactions to episode one or two. Uh, yeah, for sure. I, I, it's great hearing Anthony's perspective going into the season as well too because we watched the it was it the everlight episode um because we watched the everlight episode and then the the episode which we had we loved which was the um, The quarantine the remote the quarantine one which came out at such a time i think it was the first and only show that addressed the pandemic the best way possible because we had a string of shows that would show that it's happening and then not really deal with it or not address it at all where I think what worked so well with Mythic Quest being a workplace comedy, that episode came, it gave so much heart and love to the show, and it was just a really funny and well-directed episode. And that's been the case with Mythic Quest moving forward. This is Mythic Quest um, at its most refined. These characters are who they are, but like what Anthony said, and like Shay said, you still don't know where they're going to go because there could there's that unpredictable factor of this world that they're in um and i love that i love rob's performance in the show because he could be so over the top he could be so just crude and abrasive and and say awful things not hurtful but just kind of like honest he's an honest character if anything but then he could drop nuggets on us that just really just like resonate and that was one of the things I remember that we asked Shay when we were talking to the cast was like, you know, one of my entire one of my favorite quotes in the entire show was said in this first episode. And, you know, Ian tells Poppy that like it may not be the call that yields the best results, but that doesn't make it wrong. And it's so interesting because that just made me think too that even when we're living our lives, we're making our choices based on how we're feeling. And we're when you're following your heart, you're following your gut. It's not a wrong thing to do. It may may not be the best thing to do, but it doesn't make your feeling wrong. And and I just kind of love that that moment in this first episode, um, seeing them just working with one another at Grim Pop, and we're starting to get them outside of the studio. Even though I miss them in all the studio together because it is Mythic Quest, you're you're in that that environment of everyone under that same roof. Um, it's great seeing them you know, kind of segmented from everyone else to kind of work on themselves. And at the heart of the show, I think, you know, Ian and Poppy are so great together. Charlotte and Rob work off each other and play off each other so well. Um, but this is a show of a, of a stacked cast throughout. So like, I'm interested in everyone's relationships. I'm interested in what's going on between Dana and Rachel. And I love Brad and Joe and David together. And Carol is great. And like, this show is one of those rare shows that reminds me a lot of The Office. It reminds me a lot of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, where the entire cast gets their story beats. It's not just like here. It's not the Ian and Poppy show. It's a shared show with a large cast. Everyone gets their moments. Everything is interwoven with one another. And that continues in these first two episodes. And 
you know, spoilers because the show is out today, the first two episodes, the way the reveal at the end of this first episode that we see that CW Longbottom has passed away and everyone kind of comes together for that. I thought it was a really beautiful moment because no matter what was going on, the craziness of the show, they still came together to tell like to be there and celebrate him. And especially after that bottle episode that we saw in season two with his origins, um, it was a really beautiful payoff in uh, in this first episode of the show. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it was it was a moment where, again, you, you kept wondering, okay, what's going on? Why? It, it reminds you of those bottle episodes and shows where people are trying to go somewhere, but no one is ready. Um, you know, right. Friends has done it and so many other shows have done it too. And this kind of just kept feeling like that, like that you're building that anxiety and then that ultimate payoff of, okay, well, CW's passed, but this is why we're celebrating him. It it really like it made me emotional, made me go like, even though this is a character that in season two wasn't as big, but we did get that, you know, beautiful bottle episode about him. Um, it still hit me. I'm like, man, like, you know, Mythic Quest is Mythic Quest, not only because of Ian and, and Poppy, but because of the story that CW has written. And it it really, it really struck me, even though again, the game isn't the most important part about this show. It's about the characters and the characters are really what make you invested in the game because you see how much they put their blood, sweat and tears into it. Uh, David Hornsby, um, who is absolutely one of the funniest people. And I, one of our, out of the interviews we did, he just, he cracked us up a lot with how he was uh, talking to us. And um, it's great to see his character kind of just continue to develop as well. You know, now he's clearly in way over his head um and we we're, we're getting you know news that you know eventually that something big is going to be happening with mythic quest also so to see it all kind of break down i think uh i think david just he really was a standout for me in these first two episodes just because of how again in over his head he is and being paired with someone like joe who is absolutely militant as you as you mentioned in the beginning daniel um kills me because because joe is is so she's like from another planet. I like if they ever yeah. came out with an episode where they said Joe was a Martian or something, I would one hundred percent believe it because her responses, her reactions, while not like someone who we've talked about on the show before, like Drax, um, it, it, it's just it's just very Joe. It's just like she doesn't get the the fundamentals of what makes love in a way. I can feel like yeah. that's the element that she's always kind of missing. So it absolutely kills me. If I were to say who in the sh- who in the show is us, I would say Anthony, you are 100% iron. Like you have that you, you carry that. I I, I don't I, I appreciate that. I I like that. I, I don't know if I can. It's all the rings Anthony wears. Yeah, I have all the, it's all the rings. It's because you're an asshole. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't finish. Oh, oh that's no. just kidding. <laughs> is it? Uh, but but it's funny you say that though, Shay, cuz you know, we have a it's a very diverse cast. Mm-hmm. This like this the series has a very diverse cast which I love. Um and that's also introducing like different viewpoints from all sides of like political parties and religion and things like that, which is, which is great to see in the show. But what I think is so brilliant about the show is that every character thinks they're the smart one. Every character thinks they're the straight man. They everyone, everyone, every character in the show thinks they're the ones who are normal. Everyone else is crazy. And that's what makes such a gene, what makes such genius writing for the show because everyone gets so caught up in the madness of it all that even though they think they're the straight character they think they're the 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 normal regular thinking person they are just as crazy as everyone else in this show which is so brilliant carol i would have said carol would have been the sane one from the past two seasons the, the one who 
is literally outside the box looking in and actually telling these people how they should act and be. Uh, but this season, you can clearly see Carol is now inside that box. Uh, she's drastically oh, yeah. changed in terms of who she is and what she is now responsible for. It's just funny to now have her on the other side where she's, you know, she's breaking down like all the other people and that she had to deal with. She is now that person in, uh, oh, yeah. in the office. So funny. It, it's, it's funny you mentioned that Anthony, because Megan Gans uh, was you know, the producers of the show. She said that, they brought in Naomi Ekperjian into the writer's room to write a lot for Carol. So a lot of the, you know, as we will see throughout the rest of the season, a lot of what Carol goes through comes directly from Naomi herself. So that's very interesting. I'm very excited to see where that goes, where they, where they take the character because yeah, like the unhinged elements of Carol are now starting to show. And I'm excited to see what Naomi brings to that. Well, let's. I, mean, I want to quickly jump over to episode two as well because episode two starts to kind of develop that partnership, you know, aptly named partners between Ian and Poppy a lot more. Ian and Poppy kind of seem to be now. Well, Ian feels very like adrift from from Poppy. He feels like you know, like, like, like was this the right decision? What's kind of going on here? But on top of that, I think one of the best parts about this episode as well is we, we start to kind of get more. I don't know if there's like a yellow flag, but like almost like a red flag on 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 Brad's return. You know, like he's he's back as his, as the janitor, but you can't fully trust this character. Uh, no. So I wanted to get you know <laughs> Anthony or Daniel, whoever wants to go. Like, what did you guys think of this episode? Uh, you can't have a sh- you can't have Mythic Quest without you know Brad's character. He's so fun to watch because he's just so cutthroat. And he's just like, this is who I am. This is what I believe in. This is what I'm good at. And it's so funny seeing him back in, in this um, in this um, environment, you know, as the custodian of Mythic Quest. Again, there's no shade to custodians, um, but like, it's just funny because like it's it's such a he would he would see it as a step down from what he was doing before on the show, right? Before for the for the game. Absolutely. So to see him in this, like you know, there are greater plans at play. He is just he's just waiting his time. He's waiting for his moment to shine. So he's I, about I, to strike. You, you just know. don't know when. You know, he is. He's a snake in the grass waiting to strike. <laughs> Anthony, what about yourself? Yeah, I like I said, he's he's just mischievous. So you can't really trust exactly what he's doing. But at the root of it, there is a little bit of a heart that you know you see in the second season. So even though he's slithering his way back into you know Mythic Quest as someone who he probably would have never expected to play, he'll do whatever it takes to to get back in there and manipulate whoever it needs to be manipulated to um, to gain some sort of head of the game. And that's what I like about Brad. He's it's almost like a game to him. This is all a game. It's not it's not about um making money. It's it's more of this this cat and mouse power. thing. It's a power thing with him. It's like I can. I don't need to work for money. I just want to manipulate and and bring people up, bring people down, and be able to control it like a puppet master. And that's that's Brad, and he does a fantastic fantastic job doing it this season for sure. Definitely, absolutely. Uh, so I think it's safe to say, you know, like from from my from my side of things, 
I think if you if you've enjoyed season one, you've enjoyed season two. I think where season three at least kind of starts to to take off is it it thrusts a lot of these characters into environments or situations where they're they're not the most comfortable. So now we're kind of dealing with that vulnerability aspect of of this season. I think that is the theme that I'm taking away from this season as well is that everyone's vulnerable because not everyone is sure what's happening. And the, right. the theme of this show continues to kind of push forward. So I'd say if you if you've been enjoying enjoying this show so far, definitely keep watching. I think season three really is going to have some great standard episodes, and I'm sure it's going to catch a lot of people by surprise. I do understand Anthony what you're saying that there is some repetitiveness that can definitely occur, um, but I but I think I'm I'm taking it from a different perspective with some of these characters. But I'm, I'm I would love as the show ends for us to kind of go back and really just dissect the hell out of what we thought of season three uh but daniel uh what, what about you you know I, i'm loving this show this is one of those shows that um i just want like 10 seasons of the show like i want the show to keep going on like i i always get upset when it's over because we like we've said in our um in our interviews with them which you'll hear very soon this show respects where it's coming from the show's very smart it's not just like a again and not to throw shade at any other show or movie that deals with video games but i always think about how like big bang theory or like a random sitcom would would bring up video games and it's always like oh they're basement dwellers or like they would be like oh like i just got the high score blah 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 blah. but it's not about that it's like no this is the most successful business like entertainment business on the planet treat it with respect know where it's coming from know what upsets people know what people love about it so this show touches on all of that and it just has such respect for the video game industry especially since so much of people so many people from the video game industry and like ubisoft are involved in it um that's what i think is so special about it it treats its subject matter with respect and it's funny as hell and i just love being in the world with these characters so yeah it's watch it if you haven't watched it yet it's one of those shows on apple tv plus that i recommend right away again apple tv plus like there are so many incredible shows on this platform with Ted Lasso, After Party, Mythic Quest, like Severance. Watch Severance, like uh, it's it is like just top quality shows consistently. And Mythic Quest is just another one. It was the first one too. It was like it was one of the earlier Apple TV Plus shows. So yeah, just yeah. I love it. Adore Apple it. TV Plus literally hits it out of the park all the time. I mean, the their commitment to quality is, I think, what I I love the most. Um, so man, the the more seasons of Mythic Quest we get, the more that I'm here for it. Uh, but Anthony, what about yourself? Yeah, I I'm enjoying the first two episodes. I but being part of Mythic Quest, it's it's such a unique show. It's a show that really grabs me as someone who doesn't watch a lot of comedy. It really grabs my attention. Um, to be honest, I was editing the interviews while I was watching it and I had a hard time because it was, it's a, it's a comfort type of show that you put on. So I'm like, I'll put this on in the background while I edit. And I couldn't finish editing because I was too captivated on the plot (laughs) and the story and how these characters are kind of, going throughout this world and it's 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 for me a show that i will put on over and over again in the background and not not saying that's a bad thing i'm just saying it's something that i like to listen to because not everything has to be viewed and it's the dialogue is so well written that you really don't need to see it it's it's hearing it alone is funny and i think that's kind of where i'm at with the first two episodes i 
I'm enjoying it. I think a lot of people who've liked Mythic Quest from season one, season two will love season three because it's just very similar. It's very unique in its way of telling comedy, and I and I really enjoy it. Yeah, calling it a comfort show is exactly what it is. I I, uh, I couldn't agree with that more. As always, you can catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every single Monday and watch out throughout the week for our review episodes on all the latest movies and series. Make sure you're following us at the movie podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd. And don't forget, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We love five-star reviews. And if you leave us a comment, we'll love to read it out as well. You can also write into the show at hello at the movie podcast.ca and join our Discord all those show notes uh, are in the links below down there. Just scroll down a little bit and you'll be like, oh, what, what is this? You click on it. Everything's right there, including the fact that season three of Mythic Quest will premiere on, uh, well, it has premiered already sorry, on November 11th, followed by one new episode weekly through January 6th on Apple TV+. Plus. Again, shout out to our friends over at Apple TV+, Plus for providing us with the interviews and also with the show because we're loving it and we can't wait to talk about it more. That was this time with the movie podcast, and we'll see you next.